This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined with uh, the wonderful relationship expert, popular speaker, and author of nine best-selling books, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. So today we are going to talk about um, the square peg round hole dilemma, which uh, let me give you a little background. Um, in the beginning, uh, when uh, you and your spouse are first together, you're so happy to be with that other person um, that you're really willing to do whatever it takes for him or her to like you. Um, and you don't even care if you're doing things their way. Uh, but sometimes, you know, what happens over time is you realize that. Uh, doing whatever it is his or her way kind of runs against the grain of who you are and the way that you would prefer to do things. Um, it, it, so it gets back to it's like, you know, one of you is a square peg and the other is a round hole and you're just not fitting together. It's it's not compatible. Uh, so then you feel all guilty and, and maybe in some instances even angry um, and and things just begin to not go smoothly for you as a couple. Um, so what's the best way to cope when this kind of thing comes up? Well, act, actually, why don't we start with how does this square peg round hole kind of thing generally show up in uh, a marriage? Well, you started off on the right foot with it, Stephen, in saying that, you know, it happens at the beginning, and that's exactly what happens. Um, here comes this person, you know, they're, they're really nice. He treats you well and seems to care, or, you know, she's just, oh, absolutely amazing. And you think, wow, this could be really great. And you conveniently ignore the fact that your boyfriend likes hiking, bicycling, jogging, waking up with the birds and thinks 10 p.m. is the middle of the night. (laughs) And your preference is to party down, read until 2 a.m. You've never heard a morning bird. And hiking is usually something you do to the mall and back or to the refrigerator and back. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you think, and it's logical, right? you got a good brain. You sure. think, oh, what the heck? Hiking's good for me. I don't mind. And so you cheerfully dump all the things you used to do that made you happy in order to be with this person who really makes you happy in so many, many ways. And you get married and all that good stuff. And then six months down the road or a year down the road or a couple of years down the road, you wonder why you're depressed. Your spouse is as nice as ever. Things are, quote, unquote, fine. And you're going, what is wrong with me? Can I ever be satisfied with anything? I mean, why am I so depressed? Mm -hmm. And that, Steve, is how it usually comes up. It doesn't usually come up as a, a fight or disagreement. You know, it's not like, well, you spend all our money and I need to save. It's not that kind of thing at all. It's usually this creeping feeling of depression or low-level 
pervasive unhappiness. Okay. And, and, and in many instances, you may not even know why you're feeling out of sorts, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, your spouse isn't behaving any differently. I mean, they're still going jogging and hiking and getting up at the birds and all of that. You can't very well turn to them as your source of discontent. And there's nothing obviously wrong going on. You know, they're not cheating on you or gambling or, you're, you know, whatever, blowing the family budget. And so you may be very well in the dark about why you're feeling out of sorts. And that's what's different about this particular dilemma, Steve. So the sad part is that what comes on the heels of this is often a feeling of disconnection from your spouse. And, and, and what's happening is you're being torn apart internally. There's your subconscious, which knows what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And then there's the conscious choice that you made to go against that. And that often results in you, without meaning to, distancing yourself from your mate. Okay. Now, it, it, we're, we're talking about square peg round hole and how you ignore uh, certain behaviors or requests in the beginning of a relationship. Is Are, are we talking about uh, one of these instances where I think I can change my spouse or my spouse will change and, you no, know, so they go along really. with it? not really. Not really, Steve. We're talking more about I think I can change. Okay. It's not so much I can change him or her. It's more, you know what, because usually the change is towards something that, quote, is good for you, unquote, Mm -hmm. or shouldn't matter. Yeah, like going for for a walk at night instead of, you know, playing video games or something. Exactly, exactly. Or, you know, uh, going hiking instead of swimming. Okay. I mean, it doesn't seem huge. Okay. You just, and that's why it's, it's not a fight thing. That's why it creeps up as depression. Okay. You know, because what difference should it make if you start going to bed at 10 instead of at 11.30 or midnight? Yeah. It it just doesn't look like a big whoop. Yeah. And many things aren't a big whoop. In other words, you may be very happy to have salad every night now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about the changes that you make to your behavior or preferences that you find eventually uncomfortable. Yeah. This is actually something that, uh, you know, one of the things that my wife and I came to grips with, uh, after quite a while about, we basically have two different sleeping regiments in terms of the amount of sleep that we need. Mm -hmm. And so she requires much more sleep than I do. And I can, I can run on basically little to no sleep. And Mm -hmm. so it would be 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I am wide awake, not tired at all ready to go a couple more hours and she is ready to go to go to bed and and we had to have these conversations and work out a system for us that 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 worked basically right uh, and so, that's exactly the kind of thing i'm talking about yeah okay so um saying this you know one of us is a square peg the other's a round hole um and we're feeling this this depression come over us and we're not quite sure why but there's got to be some light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yes, or else it wouldn't be Noel talking to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> my my purpose in life is to find that, that light and help us all get there as best I can, absolutely. And, you know, the easiest way, Steve, to get there is to remember, just remember what were the patterns or choices or routines that used to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not talking about any changes at this point. Just Just look to what you may have changed 
in your own behaviors or patterns in order to fit better into your mate's lifestyle. Like maybe Jessica was trying to keep herself awake until 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Or maybe you were trying to go to bed when you weren't sleepy, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you want to start to make some new choices as to which of the changes you're happy to stick with and which ones you would like to choose differently. So let's say that it's the getting up early thing, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this makes you cranky and unhappy now that the newness of springing out of bed with your 5 a.m. loving yeah. mate has worn off. And you decide, okay, that doesn't work for me. Phew, relief. But now you need to communicate that lovingly to your spouse. And this is the place where more often than not, not done all that well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so when you when you when you bring this up, I mean, this could really get messy because for a while now, you you have been just popping up at five a.m. with them, trying to adjust your uh, comfortable behaviors. Exactly, and that's that's the hiccup, if you will, Steve, is that you have been going along, and sometimes, like you said, with you guys, it took a while. I've worked with couples where they've been going along with the behavior for five years. Yeah, like snoring. You know, that kind of thing. So the place to start is not, and and this is the part I really would like to emphasize, you don't start with, I was so happy in my single life, sleeping until 7 a.m., which is when all normal people get up, thank you very much, but I refuse to wake up with you at 5 Mm a.m. We do not do it that way. We really don't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just so slap in the face. What you want to do is treat it as a new choice, because to all intents and purposes, it is. It's a new choice. So... It's not, you make me unhappy, it's you start saying something like, I've been noticing lately that I need more sleep, or I've been noticing lately that I feel better when I let myself sleep until 7, and that's all, and your mate will probably react with nothing more than, that's nice, dear, because frankly, what matters to our spouses is that we be happy. Mm-hmm. They really don't care, and I mean that in the most loving way possible whether you get up at 5 or at 7 and whether you go to bed at 11.30 or 1, they, what they care most about is that you be happy. Mm-hmm. So if you come at the conversation with that in mind, right, mm-hmm. as in this is a new choice, not you awful person I've been suffering because of <laughs> you for the last five years, yeah. you come at it from, you know, I've just been noticing, and you express what it is that you would like to do differently, and 10 to 1, it's not going to cause any problems. So I, this makes sense. Um, you know, I feel I feel better when I when I get ten hours of sleep, or I feel better when I wake up yeah. at seven instead of five. And you're not attacking their choices, which which makes perfect sense to me. But okay, but I do have a question about a, another scenario, which is let's go back to um, they want to go walk at. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, after dinner, they want to go walk and you have been working all day long and you've maybe, maybe you work outside all day long. And the last thing you want to do is go walk outside. You want to just plop your butt on a couch. Mm -hmm. Um, how would you go about expressing that? Because it really is, uh, one of those things where it seems like going for a walk would be the better, healthier (laughs) choice uh but that's not really what you need is but you need that downtime on the couch right and so the the one and so we're assuming it's the one who wants to walk that's the one who's unhappy exactly the one the one who is told you know oh it's you know it's after dinner let's go for a walk and you're sitting there and you're saying like can i just please sit for 
an hour, please? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, th- and that's where the, the, the conversation has to be where, you know, honey, what I've been noticing is if I don't give myself some buffer time, I get real cranky or I don't sleep well or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're not pinning it on them at all. You're not pinning it on the walker. You're expressing what your state of physical comfort or wellness requires. And so then, then, as we do in all good marriages, then you come to some sort of mutually okay agreement on it. It's, it's you know, maybe it's we, you know, I, I get an hour to just plop on the couch and do nothing, and we walk after. Or perhaps we decide that, you know what, we'd both be happy walking in the morning mm-hmm. before work. Or maybe we decide that, you know what, a few days a week or a couple of days a week, I'll um, do 15 minutes of veg and join you. And on the other days, thank you so much for taking the dog instead of me on the walk. Mm-hmm. You know, but the first part of it, the most important part, Steve, which is why I'm glad you brought this one up, is the do not attack mode. Yeah, it's I'm not going to blame you for being a square peg or a round hole. Mm-hmm. What I am going to do is explain to you how my square pegness works. Yeah, yeah. And I then think, I was just yeah. gonna I, I was gonna say I think that's really important because it would be very easy, and I can I can see the scenarios playing out in my head. It would be very easy for. Uh, the person who's who's feeling that depression or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and attacking the other person like, I don't want to go for a walk. You go for right. a walk. That's your idea as opposed right. to suggesting, you know what, I really just need some downtime right now. Can we do it later? Right. Can we do it in the morning? Right. Right. And and I think you uh, it was brought up earlier, which was a good point too because some of this can get messy, particularly if these, these patterns have been sustained for a really long time. You know, going for a walk after dinner might be their their nightly ritual that you're ready. You're you're you have to shake up it now, and so it. it, And that's why you can start with a very benign statement. You know, I've been noticing lately. Mm -hmm. You you know, it's funny if you decide to make your bed from now on and you never have before. Uh Nothing in the rule book says you have to go back and somehow make all those other beds. Yeah. You know, you can move forward from where you are, simply expressing it as something you are noticing now. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have to, you know, revisit the history of the world. You that can simply say, you know, lately I've been I've been noticing that I I just don't do well unless I get some time to unwind, mm-hmm. and that takes all the pressure off because then your spouse doesn't have to look at you. Say, you know, if you if you said something like, well, I've always been like this and I've done it for you. Yeah. Well, we're into the land of of fight and and hurt feelings and everything else. Because if you just express it as something that is happening for you in your now, it's much easier to work it through. Yeah. I love that analogy of the, the messy bed and making it. Oh, bed. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, to kind of to wrap, to, to sum things up here and wrap it up, uh, so it's make new choices, don't go backwards, and revisit the old choices, right? Correct. Even if it's the same exact choice, it's new because you're making it now. Okay. okay? You're not lying. You're making it now. And when you make a, a new choice now, blame disappears. There isn't any. You ain't blaming yourself. You're not blaming your mate, the world, your mother. You're not blaming anyone for choices made previously. You just move on into what becomes, Steve, a really terrific now. Okay. Uh, so uh, how, how, how do I get my spouse to make the bed every morning? How, did you have any... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, no, Noel, this was uh, another excellent podcast. Um, 
I, you know, I, I like the you bring the light. We might have to rename something somewhere like Noel's <laughs> Noel brings the light or Noel's light or something along those lines. That's fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, and and uh, and really, I, I say that because it's true. You, you do bring the light every episode and with all your articles. So um, we're going to wrap it up here. So thank you, Noel. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, Noel focuses on how we can all enjoy happy, fulfilling lives while accomplishing great things in love at home and at work as we appreciate ourselves, our world, and all others. You can get more information at her website, drnoelnelson.com. You can also read her blog at yourmaniswonderful.com slash blog. Uh, you can also follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Um, all of this information, past podcasts, Noelle's uh, light-filled articles, um, and all this uh, contact information is on hitchedmag.com. And uh, if you, you know, I, I highly recommend that you also like us on Facebook. That way you can kind of get a daily feed of good marriage info without even trying. And if you know anybody who's uh, getting married this summer or anything like that, you know, go ahead and recommend they like us too or send them our link or whatnot. So uh, one last time, Noel, thank you so much. And I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.